Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and uh, this show is going to be kind of a short one here this week. As predicted on last week's show, Mother Nature was going to get in the way, and sure enough, she did, and the entire state of Florida rained out. I don't think anybody got to race last week, at least uh, in, in the tracks that we cover on this show. So it was kind of a kind of a disappointing weekend again, but uh, it, it's I guess it's easier to swallow when you know it's coming and you know it's going to be bad versus like the forecast is maybe showers and some places get rain and some places don't. Um, you never want to rain out, but, you know, like, like I said, uh, it, it was easier to know Thursday, Friday that there was nothing going on than anticipating Saturday, getting to Saturday, sitting around waiting to see what's going to happen, and then canceling. So if there's any consolation, at least we're able to do other things. And hopefully you found something to do, um, you know, something to watch. I know we filled our weekend with stupid stuff like WrestleMania, but, you know, sometimes it's nice to to do something a little bit different and just uh, have a little bit of fun. So hopefully you enjoyed your weekend and you know, that's what's going to make this show a little bit different. And I'm hoping to do this all in, in one take and get it out there. Um, wanted to keep a show going for our sponsors. Of course, we'll thank, we'll, we'll take the time now to thank American Auto and EJ Wilcoxon, along with Ronda Alessandro and 124 Welding and Fabrication, our big sponsors here. Make sure, make sure you support them. Um, of course, American Auto Tires and Service, you can get your tires there, you can get your car service done. Um, of course, located over there uh, by the beach over in New Smyrna. And uh, Ronda Alessandro, 124 Welding and Fabrication. All your welding and fabrication needs, obviously. And um, I'm telling you, that guy can cut anything out of metal and make some really, really cool decorations. So make sure you check them out. Support them. We appreciate their support. Um, it would have been really easy for me to say, eh, I'm not going to do a show this week because there wasn't any racing or anything. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't like to leave everybody hanging. So... Again, this is going to be a short episode, and it'll be a little bit different. And um, what I want to do is I want to talk about what's coming up, because there's a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, we've had maybe a little bit of lull in the short track scene the last week or so, um, but it's about to ramp up. There's th- This weekend is interesting. There's racing going on, uh, but I was looking things up. One of the biggest races down south is at the 417 Speedway, uh, they're having a 100-lap open modified race, so that's going to attract, you know, Devin McLeod, Jason Lester, um, Cody Stickler, um, Dalton Nelson, Kenneth Nurse. Those guys are going to be down there at 417. Of course, New Smyrna's running modifieds too, but our, our guys aren't going to go down there. I, I wish they would from time to time. You know, you get Simons and Bruns, and and, and you got some some pretty good guys, Wayne Parker, that, that only run New Smyrna. And you can say the same about some of the guys at 417. Um, Nelson and Nurse have, have come up from time to time. Every now and then you'll get Stickler. Um, it, 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 basically, what I'm trying to get at is the, the modifieds that we're going to run at New Smyrna are still going to be at New Smyrna, all six of them. And then, you know, you'll probably get 14, 15, 16, hopefully, down at 417 for one of the biggest open-wheel modified races of the season. So, you know, Timmy Moore might actually go down to uh, to 417 as well. So... Uh, maybe take his own car. I'm not sure what the Brickhouse plans are this year. Um, I, I know they were frustrated with the way last year went, so if they're not at New Smyrna, I don't blame them. If they go to 417, I don't blame them at all. So it is what it is this weekend. Um, also, 
some pretty big races at Five Flag Speedway with a lot on the line, which I, I want to talk about. Um, twin 100 lappers for the Super Late Models and the Southern Super Series. We will cover that race, those races, I should say, extensively on next week's episode because we're following the Southern Super Series. Of course, we're running New Smyrna later this year. It's, uh, in my opinion, the best touring late model series in the South, Depend, uh, regardless of how many cars show up and who shows up. It's always a good show. And uh, I guess the entry list is right around, last one I saw was like 27, but I think they're going to have around 30 or so cars. I feel like twin 100s at Five Flags for the Southern Super Series should attract like 40 cars. Um, I was talking with Jake Wilson a little bit on, on Facebook, and he's like, yeah, I'm more of a quantity over, or a quality over quantity guy. And I get that 100%. I just, uh, I hope they have good races. We will cover that. Um, I, I won't be able to really watch them because of, uh, other commitments here this weekend, but I'll follow up and, and see how those go. Plus, there's a spot in the XRX series, SRX series, on the line for the driver with the highest average finish, I believe. So that's going to be interesting to follow. Um, they, so basically, if you go north to Five Flags or go south to 417, you're going to see some pretty big events. If you like fendered cars, go watch the late models. If you like open-wheel modifieds, go to 417, or you can go to New Smyrna. I'm just, uh, I'm being real. I just don't think there's going to be very many in 50 laps with only five, six cars. Isn't going to be very exciting. Um, it is what it is. We'll make the most of it, but I'm being honest with you here on my show. Uh, New Smyrna also has the Bomber Bees, which, uh, man, I hope they get off the ground here soon. It's it's getting a little, little sad watching four or five guys with their tails between their legs trying to chase Shane Satoris. I mean, nothing against Shane. Great guy. I mean, He's helped me out a whole bunch and love the guy, but, uh, you know, it'd be nice to see a little changing of the guard over there and get some more of these cars out there. Um, who knows? I, I could be sitting here saying this, sounding down on it, and it ends up being the best race of the night, which I feel like the Bomber Bees have such good potential, they're just not quite there yet. I appreciate uh, Bob Say putting his name on the on the division, trying to support it uh, with the sun who hit the wall. I don't even know if they're coming or not, but um, the sports are going to be there. I don't know what we're going to get for sportsmen. Probably six, seven, eight cars. And then there's um, the trucks, which is what I'm most looking forward to. I think we're going to have a nice handful of trucks. I think the trucks might be the show over at New Smyrna here this weekend. Um, Ashley Holmes Jack's put up some good money to win. Uh, good money throughout the top 10, really. Um, it's the best money you're going to find for trucks other than, well, there's, there's no series this year, so... Uh, other than other tracks just putting out a 50 or something like that. Um, I, I think the trucks are going to be a lot of fun, and I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, sometimes we have nights like this where on paper it just it doesn't look that good, and then the, the races happen, and it ends up being a good night. So I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, don't, you know, New Smyrna's not going to be great. Um, it has, every time you put race cars on the track, it has potential to be the next big thing. Um, I, I, I just... Based on the information I got, the drivers I got, the driver of the week poll, uh, may not be the biggest car counts in the world, but we'll see. And hopefully, we're talking a little bit better about it uh, uh, next now uh, next week's show. And I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about. So stay tuned for next week's show. I wish I had uh, some more local short track stuff to talk about as far as what went down, but again, Mother Nature just washed everything out. So um, I was looking through everybody's information to see what's going on this weekend. And again, the biggest thing that caught my eye, if, if just in general as a fan, is that uh, 100 lapper for the um, 
for the open wheel modifieds. Open wheel modified 100 plus street stock 50 down at 417. Legends, Outlaws, Mini Stocks, and Thunder Trucks as well. So, um, you know, if that place wasn't so far away from me, that, that'd probably be where I would go um, if I wanted to see the best race possible. Now, Auburndale, we're checking in on them. They have Crash-O-Rama, or I'm sorry, I screwed that up, Tour of Destruction this weekend. Uh, two nights, one tonight, Friday the 8th, and the next on Saturday the 9th. So if you like that kind of stuff, Auburndale's the place to be. If you like Modifieds, New Smyrna, or 417, if you like super late models and can make the pilgrimage a few hours up north to Five Flags, you're going to see a good show over there. So that's kind of what's going on. And like I said, there's good big races coming up. So this week, you know, go find somewhere to go. Um, but then the next couple of weeks, I want to go over some of the big stuff, especially happening at New Smyrna. Uh, for some, this may not be of interest to you, but the Bad Bunny Enduro is coming up on April the 16th. Um, man, hopefully we get a decent car count, but I, I just, I don't get the logic right now with the the limitations on what can race and what can't race. I, I get for safety, you keep the four cylinders with four cylinders and eight cylinders, you keep them separate. But, uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is if you're going to do a limit on what can participate, limit the tires, make the tires something that you have to work with. Like you, you can't just throw Falcons on and go. You can't throw these crazy tires on, you know, get with smarter people than me and make it to where, you know, you got to run basic ass tires and try to survive and just get cars out there. I mean, at the end of the day, people that are going to an enduro, I'd say 90% of them could give a shit who wins. They could give a crap who's in it, who these people are. They're not going to know half of them. You know, you're going to, you, you get a few Shane Satoris fans, you get a few Zach Curtis fans, William Hyman fans, but 90% of them don't know who those guys are and they don't care. What they don't want to see, what they don't want to pay for is 15 cars for 100 laps with no yellows to bunch up the field, with no heat races, with no this or that. Um, you know, your your family who's coming to watch your race is going to think it's awesome, but as a general fan, and a lot of this is coming from me, the race fan, I'm, I'm being a race fan here on this episode. I'm not being a promoter this week, okay? I want to go to an enduro race to see, you know, 50, 75, 100 cars lined up for 100 laps because I'm sorry. I, I, I at, at this point, I think we'll be lucky to be at 20 cars. And I, why do I think it has a lot to do with the rules? And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not blaming anybody. I just don't see the logic in what we have right now. Um, last year's Bad Bunny, it was fun. My buddy was in it. You know, I helped build the car that was in the race. So yeah, that was fun. And that car was all over the damn place, made it interesting. This year, I, I hope that car is out there. I don't really know. Um, I, I hope Steven gets it going, um, but I don't know. I I was disappointed last year with 22 cars that started. It got boring. It gets boring. You know, you're going to have probably 25% of the cars that don't even make it 10 laps. Um, and then you're going to have, you know, a couple guys that run away with it, and they may run into tire problems, may shake things up, may have issues. But, man, I'm just not I, – I, it's been on the schedule since January. I've been putting stuff up about it for weeks. Don't have a lot of interest in it, and it's sad. This should be – this and the Armadillo should be two of the biggest events where people that don't normally race get a chance to race, and that's what it's all about. But if the cars are hard to find and the rules continue to make it harder to find cars, 
that, uh, you know, and some people don't want to just get a car to get a car. Some people want to be competitive because only the top three pay. So, you know, unless you're in the top three, you ain't making anything, which isn't the point of this, by the way. It's nice if you win or place and get some money. But the reason I keep bringing up logic with an enduro where you only pay the top three. So in, in this event, it's 500 to the spectator race winner. It's top three demo derby, top three in the um, enduro. Your purse is locked in. With that said, it, it's, you know, it's not like, okay, if 20 cars show up, I have to double down. I have to pay every single person. The more cars that show up, the more payout goes out regardless. And, you know, you need more fans to cover that. In an enduro, but event like this where the the um, the payout is static, your goal should be get the most cars in this place as possible. Get the most people to come out here and be a part of this because every person through that back gate with a car is money. You put a bunch of cars on this track and you start promoting it and people know there's going to be a bunch of cars to come see. Those grandstands will fill up. People love this stuff. I mean, look at the tour destruction events. Those events are fun. It is nothing but wild and crazy stuff, and those things are always packed, whether it be Crash-Rama, Tour Destruction, so on and so forth. But for some reason, we're missing the ball at New Smyrna with these Enduros. I was so excited when we got to do these. And the first Armadillo, you know, for like a month's notice, it was good. There was around 45, 50 cars there. I think like 40 started, but it, it, was, it was decent. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to build, this is going to grow. And it's gotten worse. Last year's got freaking canceled, which was stupid in my opinion. We should have had that race um, I, because I feel like these things have the potential. We just got to find a way to make it more open and fair. I, I understand the rules right now are trying to keep things fair. So I'm not shitting on them. I'm just saying they're not working. This isn't working. You know, we have four or five people for the demolition derby. We'll see if we have any takers for the powder puff. The 602s are going to be there. But I, I just feel like, you know, nobody really is coming just for 602s. It's a great addition to the show. It gives the show much more uh, depth. But w without the Enduro soaring and being good, the event's nothing. So I, I, I really want to come on this podcast and eat crow. And, and I want Rusty, if he hears this, to chew me out for it and be like, hey, I've heard from a bunch of people. A bunch of people are coming. But I'm sorry, without an Enduro, without a good rules package that allows people to come and makes people want to come, it's pointless. So, I don't know. That event has potential, but we'll have to wait and see. I know I sound kind of down on it. But after that, on April the 23rd, there is the rescheduled Florida Sunbelt Series race. And I hope the weather's good. Um, some of you may have been thinking, well, they didn't put much out about the Sun Belt, the first Sun Belt, I knew it was going to rain out on like Tuesday. I looked at the forecast and if there was a race that was going to rain out early, I knew it was going to be this one. And when I saw the schedule wasn't improving and then I talked to Rusty and he's like, hey, we're going to have to make a decision tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. I put out a few things because you never, if you do social media or any kind of promotion, you don't want to just not promote uh, just in case. How many times has the weather just completely done a 180 um, so I was holding out that hope and I was putting a few things out, keeping it out there, but I just knew that we were going to rain out and it did, but it got rescheduled and it's going to be a huge night. So if this weekend and the Bad Bunny Enduro don't interest you, 
The 23rd, you're going to want to be at New Smyrna for that uh, for the Spring Fling 100 because not only do you get the late model race, and there's going to be some fun drivers in that event, uh, some that we didn't announce that were coming. There are plenty to come, should be coming back, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good event. Um, but the Bomber A's are back, and they're going to go 50 laps, and that division has been fantastic this year. You know, we've had some drama. Um, we talked to Dan Webb last week about that drama. Um, and they come back with a 50 lapper. So you get 100 laps for the late models, 50 laps for the bombers, plus the LKQ super stocks, the vintage cars, and the E-mods will remain. They were originally um, originally on the schedule for that night. They remain. These sportsmen have been moved a couple of weeks down the road. They're going to have uh, an additional event. And then the pro late models have now been moved to May the 7th and they're going to have twin 50s. So May the 7th got better, and the April 23rd event got better as far as the late models go in the event as a whole. So some big events coming up at New Smyrna. Hopefully the Enduro is great. I, I hope that maybe me saying this on the show like this will prompt it to get better. I don't know. Um, but the Sunbelt race on the 23rd, that's going to be great. You had a family fun night on the 30th, which I feel like those are going to be successful just because of the price point alone. The point should be to get people in the grandstands and uh, let them let them spend their money elsewhere uh, throughout the facility and, and make more money overall. Uh, Pro Late Model Twin 50s and an E-Mod 50 on the 7th. That's going to be great. You got a Modified 50 and Super Stock 50 on the 14th. So some big racing coming up. And as long as the weather's nice, we'll have a lot more stuff to talk about here locally. But the big things this weekend... Of course, we'll cover all the stuff at New Smyrna. We're always going to cover the stuff at New Smyrna on this show. We're going to cover the Twin 100s over at Five Flags for the Southern Super Series. As that series with those two races, we're going to get into the thick of things as far as the points and how competitive that's going to be going through the season. So we'll talk about that. And we'll, of course, recap the racing elsewhere. We're not going to cover the, the Auburndale Tour Destruction stuff. That stuff's kind of standalone on its own. But we'll do a full rundown next week. So... We'll get back to more of our regularly scheduled programming next week. Um, of course, the big racing thing that we were able to watch, and everybody could, was Richmond. The NASCAR Cup Series at Richmond. Well, Richmond weekend. You had Xfinity, which had a wild, controversial finish with teammates knocking each other out of the way, which I wanted John Hunter to win. Uh, Ty Gibbs, just he's doing great with the opportunity that's been presented to him, but he's, I'm not, he's, he's not one of my favorites. He's kind of like the... Uh, yeah, he's kind of like Kyle Busch right now to me. Uh, not my favorite, but can't deny that he's doing great. Yeah, but I was hoping John Hunter was going to hold him off there, and I don't see anything wrong with the move. I think um, knocking your teammate out of the way is, is you know, maybe not the person you want to knock out of the way, but, you know, you know me. I like I like good hard-nosed racing. That was a great short track finish. It just didn't go the way I wanted it to. Um, I was excited, as I talked about on last week's show, about the Richmond Cup race, and, well, uh, it didn't really deliver, man. It really didn't. Um, I actually came up with, we, we've been talking NASCAR on the show a lot, and I, I'll tell you, I've, I've been very high on this season so far. Most of the races have been pretty good. I would say that Richmond this weekend was by far the worst one overall, but it did have an exciting finish. What I did, though, and how I'm going to spend the rest of the show, uh, it, we're going to, I came up with a bit of a metrics system to score each cup race so that while I'm talking about it, I can kind of put numbers to it. I'm, I'm a numbers guy. I like stats and, and, and all this stuff. Even though I'm terrible with numbers, I, I like numbers. And I like to quantify things. So 
basically what I did is I came up with a system on how I can score a race based on some things that are objective and some things that I gave a static scale to. Um, I have a five race or a, a five subject scale here. So I will, I will rate each race from now on based on the racing, how good I think the racing is with a zero being bad, like really bad, terrible to a 10 being fantastic. Can't be beat in, in each racing will be, you know, will be determined by the standards of said track. Then I have excitement. How exciting did I think the race was on a scale of one to 10? Um, the finish, because I think the finish of the race can often swing an opinion where like maybe the first, you know, 199 laps were terrible, but the last five were great. So the finish is going to uh, factor into this lead changes, which I put on a, a scale to like apply a number two. So if there's like zero to six lead changes, which is bad, because that means it wasn't a very competitive race, that gets a zero. If it's like seven to 10, that'll get a one. If it's, you know, I, I have this written down and I will follow it and that'll be non-subjective. So I will look at how many lead changes there were in the race and then give it a score based on the scale that I came up with. And I think like to keep these races mixed up, you know, it's a pretty wide scale. So like you have to be a 36 plus to get a 10. And that's only going to happen, you know, Daytona, Talladega, um, so those races will score better there, even if it's like a lame race. I, it, that could shake things up. And I like restrictor plate racing, so kudos there. Um, and I also have enjoyment. How much did I enjoy the overall race? Um, and that, you know, can be, well, the winner. A good winner might help me enjoy the race more. Um, a wild sequence, uh, wild post-race stuff might help me enjoy the race more. So a lot of this is objective, but some of it is static. So to give you my quick thoughts on Richmond, and again, this could be a short show. So, um, you know, if you're not into the NASCAR stuff, it's going to be NASCAR for, you know, the next 10 minutes or so. Um, if this show wasn't for you, I encourage you to go back and listen through the catalog. We have some good interviews with a bunch of drivers. Um, but again, wanted to get, uh, wanted to get a show in for our sponsors, American Auto and 124 Welding and Fab today. And, and to keep the show going and to let y'all know, we'll have more exciting things to talk about as we go forward. But the Richmond race, which I was with this new car, and I've been very high on this new car, and, and a lot of that has to do with uh, it's much more in the driver's hands. These cars are hard to drive. I honestly thought that we would get back to the old short track Richmond here and see more spins, more bumping and banging, more contact, and unfortunately, we really didn't get too much of that. We had a couple of crashes, minor fender bender type situations, but Overall, I just, I thought the, the race was kind of meh. First stage, Blaney led them all. Second stage, we saw some pit strategy. Martin Truex played it perfectly, won that stage. Then stage three, I will say, I, I did think, and I didn't know it was going to come down to this. I was waiting. Uh, we actually watched the race with our friend Austin, and we were all sitting there just waiting for the caution to come out. And it never did. It really, it, it turned into a strategy race. And I'm telling you, like a mile and a half track or a Texas or something like that, Michigan, this would have been awesome, but I don't think anybody was expecting nor hoping for a strategy type race at a short track, but that's what we got. And that's what we have to grade it on. Um, I will tell you, I did not see the finish coming. I did not see Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick uh, flying through the field on fresher tires. I did not see William Byron hanging on as long as he did. I thought Truex had played it perfectly again based on what he did in the first stage. And I thought he was going to win. Truex reels in. Byron can't pass him. And then here comes Hamlin. 
And then it's like, oh, hey, Kevin Harvick. We all kind of realized at the same time, whoa, Hamlin and Harvick are flying. And is it became with five to go, will Harvick catch Hamlin? And lap cars kind of played a factor. The race was over in turn one on the final lap. The way, the la- the way they hit the lap cars, uh, we knew Hamlin was going to win. So Hamlin uh, completely saved his season, which we all knew he was either A, going to get a win to lock himself in the chase, or start running well enough to get himself into the top 16. Nobody was worried about Hamlin, even though he's been off to a slow start, which slow starts can happen to anybody. Um, but Hamlin wins the race, and he's in the championship now, uh, in the playoffs now. And he, man, they played the strategy perfectly. with On, on a heads-up race, you know, with, with cautions, everybody's on the same pit cycle. Hamlin's not winning that race. He did not have the fastest car. He had the best strategy, and the race fell into the hands of who was going to have the best strategy. And I would have loved to have seen a caution with two to go to see what was going to happen. Uh, Hamlin versus Harvick at Richmond would have been a fun finish. Or who knows, they all pit, right? And then it's all who gets off pit road first. Then you probably get some bumping and banging. And who knows, maybe that race could have been pretty wild. But it didn't turn out that way. So congratulations to Hamlin. He's not my favorite driver, but he did a great job. And we have seven winners in seven races now. Last year, I think we made it to race nine before we had a repeat. And we have Martinsville coming up this week, which pretty excited for. I I think Martinsville will be good. I... I'm probably not going to be uh, – the race is Saturday night, so I won't watch it live. Hopefully, I'll be able to watch it back uh, in full and cover it. But I always like Martinsville. Uh, recording this on a Friday, so I can tell you the truck race wasn't all that exciting. Um, we'll talk about that next week. But um, Cup should be good. It's only 400 laps this year instead of 500, so I'm not a big fan of that. I like longer races, but hey, whatever. It is what it is. Um, So scoring Richmond on the parameters that I set earlier. I gave it a three on the racing scale, a five on excitement. It probably would have been a three on excitement if the finish wasn't good because um, that helped uptick the race a little bit. The finish, I gave it a nine. That was really good, and it kind of came out of nowhere. It was an unexpected nine. You know, if you're going to have a, a kind of boring, if you will, race like this but get a good finish, at least it was worth sitting through to get to there. You know what I mean? So I give it a nine. Lead changes, uh, it scored a four and enjoyment it scored a five i it was i was kind of right in the middle i didn't hate this race but i didn't you know it wasn't it's not one that i'm going to remember for a long time or go back and want to rewatch. so um when i average those together now everything's on a scale of 10 so you take the score divide it by five you get a 5.2 so it was a right in the middle right down the middle um not the best race by far not the worst race that i've seen by far either and we'll see how these scores go that lead changes thing is going to be, you know, it could be a really great race, but there's only one or two lead changes or 10 lead changes, and it just, you know, scores lower because that's one of my parameters. And I thought about this, and I'm like, man, not every race is about lead changes, but that is something that I keep up with. It's something I enjoy to to pay attention to. Oh, got a lead change. Oh, got a lead change. So I decided to throw that in there. Um, So, yeah, Richmond was just kind of a meh race. Was it the worst race of the year? Let's go see. How did I score... And and I'm not going to do this every week, go through every single race, but since this is new and going forward, we'll just talk about the score that I gave to the current race. But looking at Daytona, gave the racing a 9, excitement a 10, finish a 7, lead changes, got a 9, enjoyment, eh, I didn't like the winner, so I took it down a few notches. Great race, gave it an 8.6 overall. California, I gave the racing an 8 for California standards. Uh, Excitement a 9 finish a nine that battle between larson and suarez was fun lead changes it got a nine 
which is unexpected for California. Enjoyment, I really, really enjoyed this California race. So I gave it a 10. Uh, averaging it all out, it got a 9, a solid 9. Las Vegas, another race that if you go back and listen to, I was very high on. So how did it score? I gave the racing an 8. Excitement a 7 because it did get kind of meh in the middle to late stages before the caution. Uh, the finish, I gave it a 9. Uh, with the yellow coming out, swapping everything up in the pits, Larson versus Bowman, I thought was fun. I gave it a 9. Lead changes, got a 6, so it was down. Uh, enjoyment because it got 23 lead, lead changes versus like 30-some-odd in Daytona and California. So there's the scale. Um, enjoyment, I gave it a 10. I enjoyed the Vegas race. So it got a, an average of 8. So we got an 8.6, a 9, and an 8. Great start to the season. Then we came to Phoenix. Go back and listen to the show about Phoenix. Eh, it wasn't the best race. So I gave the race in a 5, excitement a 4. Finish, I gave a 7. It, some cautions bunched up the field late in the race. Gave it a 7. Lead changes, got a 4. In enjoyment, a 6. So I gave it a 5.2. Worst race of the year on that scale. And Atlanta, the new Atlanta, new restrictor plate style Atlanta. Some of you aren't going to like this. This is going to be polarizing, but... That's how I scored it. Racing, I gave it a 10. I loved it. They were close together, side by side, much of the race. Excitement, very exciting race. I gave it a 10. Finish, I gave a 6, because it just kind of, it was William Byron out in front towards the end for a lot of it. Of, of course, you had some guys charging and classic restrictor plate. Last lap, everybody's trying to make a move. You get a bunch of bunch of crashes. Um, so it wasn't the worst finish in the world, but I gave it a 6. So that takes it down a tick. Lead changes. It had over 30, I think it had 45, 44 lead changes. So that gets a 10. It busted the scale. Enjoyment, I enjoyed the whole 325 laps, four hours of it. I gave it a 10. It scores a 9.2, the highest of the season. Coda, very interesting road course race that we covered in depth last week. Uh, racing, I gave it a five. It was just typical road course. The new car really didn't make a NASCAR road course race look any different. So I gave it a five. Excitement. Gave it an 8 because uh, it did get exciting towards the end. The finish, a 10. I mean, that's a classic short track style, road course style finish. Gave it a 10. Lead changes only got a 4, which road courses aren't going to score high on the lead change parameter. Uh, enjoyment, gave it a 9. Really enjoyed the whole thing for the most part. And it scored a 7.2. It's a pretty good score. And then Richmond this week, we just covered it. Uh, racing a 3, excitement 5, finish 9. Lead changes 4, enjoyment 5 for a total of 5.2. That ties it with Phoenix, which I put Richmond and Phoenix kind of in the same boat. So Richmond and Phoenix scoring a 5.2 is the lowest. Atlanta scoring a 9.2 is the highest. California second with a 9. Daytona third, and then Las Vegas fourth, rounding out the top five so far this year is Coda. And then you have Phoenix in Richmond, which, you know, why did I want to score everything like this? You know, it's easy for me to say, oh, well, I like the race. I didn't like the race. But now we're like, if I put a, a number to everything, then I can really balance and see, okay, and start to see trends. And the trend I'm seeing here, I'm worried about short tracks because maybe these cars are harder to drive at higher speeds on bumpier surfaces, a la Las Vegas and California, where we saw a lot of spins. And I remember talking about the excitement and what kept me ex into some of these races were the potential for a spin or an incident at any point. Keeps you on the edge of your seat. And maybe some of this has to do with the fact that the drivers are figuring out these cars. They're learning the nuances of what causes these cars to get out of shape and vice versa. And, and maybe that has something to do with it. But maybe the short tracks with the slightly different package than we had the less horsepower than we had last year, maybe we're not seeing as much action. 
Is it the tracks? Is it the cars? Is it the drivers learning the cars and being more comfortable with them? Maybe. You know, we have two more short tracks in a row, uh, Martinsville and then Bristol Dirt, which is a whole different factor. Still a short track race, a short track race on dirt, different surface. Um, you know, I, it, it'll be interesting. I, I think Martinsville will be fine. I, I, I think we can kind of erase what we saw at Richmond. I'm pretty sure based on the parameters, uh, Martinsville will score. I, I'm guessing it'll be somewhere around an 8.6. Once I put all the numbers in, we'll have to wait and see. Um, oh, I, I, and then Bristol dirt is different. Then it's, it's a little while before we get to another mile and a half. I'm excited to see the difference between, you know, comparing Vegas, uh, Atlanta's its own thing right now, California and Vegas. You can lump them relatively into the same scale. I scored an eight and a nine. Will the next mile and a half type race be that high or have we figured these cars out? Now it's just going to be typical NASCAR. Not much going on. We'll wait and see. Um, I did also put another, in the Excel file, I did a season total where I took the the total of each race, the overall score of each race, and I've averaged them together. So far, the season score is a 7.49%, which basically is a, if you want to put it on 100%, it's a, it's a 75, basically, if you round up. It's a 74.9 overall. And that's the, the total of all the races all together so and that'll be a changing score when we have a really really good race the score will go up when we have a really poor race the score will go down i think being at a 75 seven races into the season is pretty good um i think if i had done this exercise like this last year we'd probably be at oh man i don't know i, I think so at this point last year it was pretty exciting because all the d- different winners that we had it would probably wouldn't be this high It'd probably be more of like a 65 so that's um that's a, a detailed numerical look at where I think we're at with the NASCAR season and uh, based on some of my opinions and some of the the stats from the race. Um, this is something that I'm going to continue to do as we talk about each race. Um, you know, maybe focus more instead of in-depth. Now, obviously, if we have a week like last week where there's not a lot of racing going on locally or big short track races, we'll talk more NASCAR, but maybe, uh, you know, we'll do our NASCAR segment I'll give you my score of the race, talk about the big things that happened, maybe throw some opinions. Um, honestly, last week, typical Richmond. Not too much to write home about. Cool finish. Danny Hamlin, seven winners and seven events. Not terrible, not the best. Um, Martinsville this weekend, looking forward to it. But definitely looking forward to next week's show, talking more about News Smart. If anything big happens, we'll try to get somebody on the horn, on the hotline, if you will, and uh, and speak with them. And, um, yeah, that, that's about it for this show. I appreciate you all listening. I hope you make it out to a local short track. Um, get out there and go somewhere. If you don't go to New Smyrna this week, um, go south to 417. Go north to Five Flags. Got some big marquee events going on in both those places. Go enjoy yourself. Watch Martinsville. Uh, record it if you have to. And uh, whatever you do, get out there and enjoy some racing. Appreciate you all listening. And we will talk to you next week.